Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Bear in Mind podcast. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and on SoundCloud as well. Latest episodes go right to your phone and you are all set in there. It is a new season of athletics here for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. And we'd like to do this, check in with our guy, Director of Athletics, Steve Waterfield, just to kind of get the state of the program, where things are going, and all those types of things. And, and Steve, I appreciate your time as always. And uh, how was the summer for you, man? First off, that golf game, you're, you're pretty sharp right now, right? I wish I could say I was pretty sharp. I, I, again, I always tell people that given the amount of golf I play, I don't get that much better. And so, and usually when I do get better, it's time to go to uh, things start picking up here with events and all that. But I had a good summer. It's it's good to be back. I mean, student athletes are coming back, moving in. I mean, teams are playing. It's that energy is back, and with that is one of the reasons why I love getting into athletics. And away we go with the twenty three twenty four academic year. Absolutely, and away we go with the podcast yeah. here, Steve. And you know, just as we do this, as we fire up another season of everything, what's kind of I like to use this phrase. What's your thirty thousand foot view? of where everything is going and, and I know because you and I have touched on it a lot like the the madness that's going on around college sports and conference realignment and all that kind of stuff uh, through it all the world just kind of keeps turning doesn't it yeah it's we're, we're strong in a turbulent situation I mean name image likeness isn't dying down it probably won't die down anytime soon I mean conference realignment hasn't hit kind of the horizon league this level of conference uh to the degree it's hit the power five, but you've got that. The transfer world is, and they're trying to dial that back. And now you hear people that aren't getting waivers that are expressing uh, disappointment and, and criticism about those. And but we keep churning away, and it, it's it's uh, we're in a good spot. But but things never change. I mean, just uh, uh, recently, our head softball coach took a great opportunity at, at Maryland, Lauren Karn, and she she's headed there. Uh, but that's part of athletics, and that type of variety and change always happens. And we'll we'll get ready to go and. Uh, look to uh, get the McCafferty Trophy this year and win some championships. And, and speaking of that, too, with Lauren Karn obviously moving on to Maryland, when when those things happen, I, I think the way I feel as an alum, as an employee is, when you're here at mid-major, that's a part of the life. And, and I always think that's the roughest part of mid-major life is you get people in your department that you have a lot of respect for that are excellent at what they do, which certainly Lauren was. But the other side of that coin is High majors of Big Ten, University of Maryland. So, but that's what you want, right, Steve? As you, Steve Waterfield, sit here as the athletic director, it is a good problem to have, A, because there's probably some banners someplace, number one. But number two, it goes to show you that here at Oakland, we've we've had good people that, that high-level places would want. You're really right, Neil. It's when I talked to Lauren and she told me she was going to take the job, I said, hey, I'm proud of you. You did a great job, and, and I, I really hope you do well. It's it's a tremendous opportunity having worked at schools in the Big Ten. I get it. I mean, it, it, there's reasons why you may not want to take the job, but there's a lot of reasons you would, and it gets her closer to home. And I was just really excited excited for. And I said, hey, you've made my job easier too. Because as we look to find our next head coach, uh, people are going to see that you can be the head coach at Oakland and coach our softball team and make it to a power five job. But that's what you want to do. If you want to stay here, we've got a great, great school, great quality of life. We're just redoing the, we're putting turf into the outfield. They started bulldozing that uh, this week. And so it, it, it is that rub, but I, I'm just so proud and happy for her. Can't wait to, to see how she does. But really my attention immediately focused on our women and the student athletes. We've got a great team coming back. 
back. Uh, they were close to going back to back with the Horizon League Championship this past year. I know they're hungry. It's like, how can we make sure they're in the best position possible to have a great experience and win a championship this year? And that's what we're doing. We're working through some things and we'll announce kind of what the plan is from a leadership standpoint this year and away we go. And, and speaking of that, Steve, this just kind of popped in my head. This wasn't something that, that I talked with you about, but it begs the question because I'm curious about it. When you are hiring coaches, take us through that process for you. What, what does that look like? What, what are you looking for uh, in a coach as well? You know, obviously you hired Jordan Banfield, the baseball program seems to be a hit. <laughs> no pun intended, seems to be a hit. What, what does it take to kind of replicate that process? And what are some of the things that you look for? Yeah, I, th- I think each search is different. And I think each program here, although we're all at Oakland, I think each program is at a different stage of where things are, what they need, and and, and what's going to let us get to what we hope is the next level or sustain the level. Like in Mitch Alter's case, he's coming in as a swimming and diving coach. Like, hey, how do we continue it? And then even build on it there. And, and so much of it's getting feedback. I, I've really... Uh, get feedback from the student athletes on the team. What do they want? What do they look for? And at the end of the day, you're looking for teachers, you're looking for good people, and then you look for people that you can look at and say, you know what, they're going to do a great job leading, but then also being a great teammate within the department. And I, I don't sit back and say, well, they're so good they could leave in a few years. Well, if that, to your point before, if that happens, that means they've done good. pretty well here. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and we'll do the best we can to keep them. And if they go, they go. And if not, uh, keep them here. But hey, I, I can't worry about having great coaches that win champions and then we're in about they're going to leave. Talking with Steve Waterfield here, Director of Athletics for the Golden Grizzlies on the Bear in Mind podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, a special Ask the AD part of that. And we will get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, you had some questions for Steve on social media, kind of foreshadowed a little bit with the facilities angle, which we will get to that. But, but as we kind of roll in, to this fall here, Steve, what, what are some of the things, I guess, Golden Grizzlies fans uh, can look forward to? You know, we, we are we are off and kicking it with soccer, certainly cross country, volleyball. All those things are in full swing. As, as you look across the, the the landscape right now, as we get rolling into fall, basketball's around the corner, obviously. Uh, what, what, what are some of your expectations and what can fans look out for? Yeah, I think what we're trying to do is continue to get uh, so many of the great stories that involve our student athletes and our programs and getting that to the general public through different forms and fashions, media, social media, um, videoing segments, and, and trying to see what I always say is the best part of Oakland athletics is our 330 or so student athletes. And so uh, it's trying to, to do that. We're looking at ways to expand and enhance our uh, online apparel shop. There was a black top shirt that came out in August that did really well and looking for ways to work with our partner to get more and different things out. And there'll be things that people will start to see in the in the coming weeks about some different products there. And then also trying to continue to provide our student-athletes as much as we can within the resources that we have from a student-athlete standpoint, uh, experience standpoint, and, and looking for ways to do that nutrition, academic services, the turf field for softball, and looking for upgrades uh, where we can do that. All right. Well, hey, you you touched on it. Facilities. You ready for the uh, Ask the AD Let's part? Go. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I went to Twitter. You guys responded as you always do. Uh, Nate on Twitter had a couple of questions. He actually went back to back, so he's got a couple nice. things he wanted to he wanted to touch on. And his question, speaking of that, 
was from a facility standpoint, number one, the basketball practice facility, something that you and I have talked about a lot. Uh, Nate said, I feel as though we may be falling behind from a facility standpoint in terms of other mid-major basketball programs. Where does that sit right now, Steve? Because I know there's a ton of moving parts to this. Obviously, it's something that's at the very front of your plate, the very front of your porch, uh, you know, as an athletic director. Where does that stand? Yeah, I mean, it's been, I think, discussed here on this campus since the early 2000s. Uh, and it's still a, a thing that we need to get done. And I don't disagree that from a competitive standpoint to recruit and retain the best student athletes for our basketball programs, independent practice facility is critical. And I, we've looked at campus. We looked at off campus. There's a lot of pieces to it. Uh, it there's a cost involved. It was it was about nine, 10 million. And before I arrived was kind of a concept that, I mean, that's was about 15 to 17 million right before the pandemic. I'm sure it hasn't gone down in price there. And so how do you find it uh, a way to provide a great uh, resource, facility, locker rooms, et cetera, at a price point that's sustainable? And we continue to do that. And that's uh, our number one facility goal is to get that practice facility done and, and provide that to our student athletes. Uh, Nate went back to back. He had a question, too, about branding and and the logo, some changes to the logo as of late. Uh, Just kind of the thought process behind that. What are some of the goals? And you mentioned before kind of an online an expansion of the online merchandising presence. Yeah, so uh, I would. Uh, everything seems to be like, was it before the pandemic, in the pandemic, yeah, yeah. or right after the pandemic? So uh, I'll say around in the pandemic. So we looked at uh, creating a symmetrical bear head. So the bear head that we had we had used was peeled off of the climbing bear. If people are probably familiar with the climbing bear, and so for a lot of reasons, a lot of it through our graphics folks here is creating a symmetrical bear head. So in house, we worked with our university communications folks to create a symmetrical bear head. In the process, the trademark process you go through all that piece of it and so that will be that symmetrical bear head will be that primary mark but there's also and it's it, it's common at, at with institutions they have kind of marks that are in the vault you see the climbing bear head that's going to be in our vault we have to use it to keep the trademark so you'll mm-hmm. see that climbing bear head continue to be used we've got kind of a i'll call it the baby bear which we use for the uh, the kids club but you'll start to see more as things get uh built, created, the, the symmetrical bear head is, is going to be that mark, and we'll use that. And then we have a secondary mark, which is an interlocking OU, which you'll see uh, on some of our uniforms as well, which I think is a cool mark and uh, looks really good. So we, that's kind of the reason why now where you can get the thing. So uh, we have an online store that we've partnered through a, a, a company that, that local in Detroit that allows our fans and others to really get customized product by sport, by what they want, by color, by logo, and they turn it around pretty quickly. And so that seemed to us the best way to deliver product to our fans and provide some type of um, uh, diverse offerings that, that they would look. Uh, you go into stores. Custom offerings. Yeah, yeah, custom offerings. You go into stores, a lot of that's just based on the buyers of that store. So if you go to Meyer and you say, why don't they have Oakland stuff? Well, the buyers need to work with the companies that create right. it. And you go through that and hopefully as we continue to win and win more in basketball, they do that. But uh, the online store really has been a way for us to get it to whether they're recruits or people that have stuff that want volleyball or swim or cross country or you name it, they can do it that way. Uh, and then it allows us to put out the black top t-shirt that came out in August. There's going to be some more customized things that are special. So that's really the best way to do it. The more we win, obviously, I think studies show that uh, more, more folks buy things and the more your brand and royalties go up. 
And that's your economic minute with Steve Waterfield. The more you win, the, the better you tend yeah, to do. That's, a, that's an easy one for uh, <laughs> someone that took economics about 20-some years ago at Kenyon College. Uh, a little dice. I'm not going to go into my grade there, but uh, that's it. Yeah, there you have it. Um, Steve, kind of a follow-up to that, and this is from my own personal uh, knowledge, because you talked about symmetrical bear heads. And, I, and I've noticed this when you look around the quote-unquote logo landscape of college athletics. Cost of production, cost of reproduction. Uh, ability to produce things. Those are all factors. Like when, when you come into a, you know, you're figuring out a logo in a situation like that, what's the cost to put it on stuff? That's that's certainly something. I mean, let's be real. That's at the forefront too. Yeah, cost to put it on, how many colors, if right. you're going to print it, what is it going to look like? And then really relying upon subject matter experts that do this kind of stuff. I mean, I didn't take art till after. I mean, high school art, I didn't even take. And art was my worst grade in elementary school. Yeah. So the graphics folks, and you have to take that into account because they're doing it and ways to make it easier and so much of its digital social media as we all know how do we create a logo that's able to be replicated and done in a quick fashion for the folks that are doing it uh final question here for the steve waterfield mailbag tom asked about the golf practice facility concept what's the current status of that yeah so we're looking at different places to put that one of the things that's been really exciting is the advent of technology in golf allows uh golfers of all skill level pros to really use things that look at ball speed all the all the numbers you chase the numbers and it doesn't really require you to look at the ball flight because you look at the numbers you know what things are going on and so looking for ways that we can create an indoor facility that would allow us to have them be able to hit using the kind of the the data the numbers but also chipping and putting and there's some different options that trying to get some uh thoughts on the viability of certain ones because when you try to take space that was one thing and turn it into something else there's a lot of stuff that you don't see that you got to figure out and, and what is it going to take to make sure it's going to be usable but excited still very uh optimistic we can get something done for our golf teams absolutely we're always excited to get a chance to talk to you steve thanks for sitting down and taking a couple minutes and we'll check back in with you around basketball season is that fair sounds great neil looking forward to it all right For the Director of Athletics, Steve Waterfield, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you all for listening to the Bear in Mind podcast. Well, see you later.